Welcome back to the Town Business Podcast. And I'm your host, Jay Stone Rule, aka Stoner from the Town. And I am here with none other than the CEO from MBM, well, MB Music, Music. Big Whack. What's up with you, man? Oh, man, just hanging like snot, brother. Oh, man, no, <laughs> like that. Ooh, that's nasty, man. Oh, no, you can always suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. What's up with you, man? Okay, okay, okay. Man, how you doing today? Oh, man, I'm blessed and unstressed, brother. Me too, man. Blessed and unstressed, man. Blessed and unstressed. So, uh, how did you start your uh, record label, MB, MB Music? MBM, a money music. Um, MBM Money Music. Okay, I'm saying it. I thought it was MB Music. It's MBM Money Music. Okay, let me get that right. MBM Money Music. Okay. MBM Money Music. Right for uh, the inside uh, thing uh, uh, track on that is uh, what it stands for. Mm-hmm. It stands for a street in, in the turf. Okay. Because that particular street produced money that was different than how other people produced their money. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah. Um <clears throat> but yeah, so um my 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 relative Trey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know Trey. You know, he had YG records back in the day. Um he did a stint in the feds. Mm-hmm. And he got out and he uh started the studio. He got at me and said, Hey, hey really, I'm about to do this music thing, you know, do the little dump. And um I want you to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I gave him the bug. Again, when we were talking earlier, they used to watch us. They'll be at the homie Sean house, and we'll pop open the garage, and we have just a block party, just DJing and mixing all day, making tapes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so um, when I when he when he offered me to come over in and, and be a part of that, I start a management company. And that's what MBM Music Group, Money Music Group is about. It's a management company. R3L is the, the label. Oh, okay. R, oh, so MBM is a management company. MBM is a management company. Okay. So now I, I'm I'm informed now what it is because I yeah. thought it was a label. Uh, MB Money MBM Money Music Group. Okay. So um, what artists do you have on uh, MBM? Money uh, right now, um, we have Japoria that we're about to put out right now. It's been a long, long time coming, but she's been really working diligently. What is she, a rapper, now. singer? She's an R&B singer. R&B singer. Um, and she has some dope stuff and some stuff that's going to take the world by storm. Uh, that's why we've been taking our time with it. Um, I have a guy from Detroit, um, lyrical icon, L.I. You know, he got a little following in Detroit, but now he's out here, and I'm trying to hook him up with some West Coast beats and see how he can you know, make some things happen with that. Do you see him some already? Is he good on him? Man, it, he, 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 I mean, he, 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 he's popping. You know what I mean? He, he, um, freestyled on the spot, you know, and he got a catalog. So he's an okay. He's, he, he loves his music. Um, yeah, and, and that's about the two main people that I'm really concentrating on right now. Um, I have a few other prospects, a few other people, um, and some projects. I have, um, a guy named Way West mm-hmm. with a project with him. Where is he from? What city is he from? Or what state? Uh, he's from L.A. Okay. He's from L.A. Um, a little bit different. You know me On a Kendrick Lamar type of tip, but he's vicious. Yeah. Um, Basically, that's like conscious rap. 
Well, um, yeah, in his style and everything, you know what I mean? So, yeah, he, he's on that tip right there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I got a couple other prospects. And the homie, the young homie, Indy, I'm, I'm liking his shit. Oh, yeah, that's my nigga. That's my little bro right sure, there. Sure, sure. India, that's my little guy. Yeah, I like his shit, you know what I mean? Um, but I don't interested him. You asked me about the ones I'm managing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, see, you can you can come to manage him, you know? I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm support, you know what I mean? I support any, any all the young homies that's, you know, uh, uh, doing that thing and trying to do something different than, than, uh, than just be in the hood all day. That's what I'll be trying to tell the young homies, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you could be a game banger. I ain't saying stop being a game banger, yeah. but if you want to do this, you know, you can't. <laughs> yeah, just elevate, you know what I mean? Just upgrade, you know, uh, upgrade who you are. You know, m- the more opportunities you give yourself, mm-hmm. you know, the more opportunities you have to succeed. Exactly, exactly. Okay, uh, how did how did you meet DJ Quick? Where, where did y'all meet at? <laughs> so, um, DJ Quick, I met DJ Quick back in the days. Um, you met him on Spruce? I met him on Spruce. I mean, I know his brother Perry. I know his, uh, uh, his sister Jackie. Mm-hmm. You know, his other sister Nikki, rest, rest in peace. I've been over there before. It was yeah. crazy. I was over there before I was banging the hood, before I started game banging. Because yeah. the hoods was already like kind of beefing with each other when I started yeah. game banging, but we were still cool. So when I started game, before I started game banging, I was hanging with the trees, yeah. and uh, they took me over there and shit. And I was on spruce and and all that shit. And that's crazy because uh, what ended up happening is that um, uh, uh, we were uh, we were one big neighborhood. Exactly. We was we was fruit trees. You know what I mean? Exactly. And the only the reason why we became one of the reasons why we became fruit trees because all the homies went on a mission together and went to jail. All the big homies. I'm never talking about for the trees and the fruit. Right? It left the hood to us. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And, we <laughs> trees down there. and we just like, you know, uh, the homie uh, Boo and Zap already stayed on Maple. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, you know, we always over there. Uh, the homie uh, Tony Lane it was stayed right there on, uh, on, on Am. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so we going back and forth over there. And then, you know, uh, Perry and, and, and Pooh and them all and the homie Stanker. Yeah. You know, because, you know, Pooh and his brothers were all from different hoods. Exactly. Pooh from Treetop, Tyke <laughs> from Futile, Q-Ball from Palmer. You exactly. Know what I mean? Then you had, you had the homie, other two homies, uh, Shell Dog and a, and a Shot. On Spruce too, so because of those families, we always—not always, but at that particular time, we was always together. Yeah. Uh, DJ Quick House was one of the hangout spots where everybody hung out at. You know what I mean? And um, I didn't—I didn't know him as uh, DJ Quick until um, after I went to jail. Mm-hmm. I, I knew him as Dave back then. Exactly. He was just David. He was just Dave. You know what I mean? Or some people called him. I ain't gonna even say what they gonna call him because the nigga might give me a call. I got, <laughs> I got him in my phone. <laughs> okay, so uh, okay, what I wanna ask, I wanna, I've been wanting to ask one of the homies that because I know you a G homie, so I'm gonna ask you, what started the rift between the fruits and the trees? Man? So listen, uh, I don't know. 
I was locked. I was locked up. Everything hit the fan when I got locked up. Okay, so look, I'm gonna tell you because I wasn't a part of what happened with the ref with us in the streets. When I was young, I was really young. I was basically I just got put on. The homies had called the other one of the other homies. He wasn't a G homie, but he was a a YG homie who was running all the young niggas my age. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. we got hierarchies type shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So we run under our hierarchies. He told us after that, every tree top we catch, we have to beat blood up. The big homie just called from prison and said, any tree top nigga we catch over here, fuck blood up or, you know. What? So that's what we started doing. And that started a shootout because we beat one of the niggas up that came to the D's because we were still cool with them before the homie sent that call. This was really like 2000, this was 2005. I was already from the hood a couple of years. But they sent that, no, before 2005, this was like 2004, 2004. They sent that call. Then they, and that's what I said, the older homies that was like over my little generation had us beating up the treetop niggas that came over there. So one of them niggas that was a little teenager slash damn near grown, like 19, 20, he busted at one of the homies at the, at the D's. After that, they said it's it's a full fledged. Mm. So my 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 that's that's burnt out. But um, <clears throat> my whole thing was, um, you know, uh, it was between the, the homies. You know, uh, when uh, when Travion got killed. Yeah. That, you know, and it, and it, it was a, it's a lot of good to go on with that. Yeah. Right? Um, a lot of other people, a few other people was involved and tried to be hands off like they didn't really have nothing to, to say or do. Yeah. Do with it, you know what I mean? And it, it, it was a surprise to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and then a lot of individuals, uh, but that was the tension. That was, it started from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe it started from there. But we obviously got back cool because uh, before they sent that call, we, they were still coming that day. We were playing basketball with them. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, it's it's, it's like... Because um, that was around 2004, too, you know. That's yeah, because that, um, that was, what, 94? Exactly. I heard that after they say that had happened around 90-something. And then Noah, then Noah got killed. Right, mm-hmm. Noah, he, he was he was like a one a G from Treetop. He mm-hmm. got killed, and then people was up in arms about who did that and who did that. And then <clears throat> you know, there was a lot of other little shit going on. I guess you know, what I mean, Pot and Dave got into it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was just so it it, it, it just it was generational. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's unfortunate though. You know, it's unfortunate though being that where we came from, <clears throat> and um. You know how we was together, and then how all of a sudden all that just got separated. And the, the craziest thing about it is that, you know, people in my generation, we looking at it like, man, these are our kids. Exactly. That's what I was, that's what I was gonna get to because y'all had kids. My, my I'm from, my daddy was from y'all generation. Yeah. So I'm a kid from that generation. On past, and I got little homies after that. Yeah. We all still. Doing the shit y'all, the shit y'all said for y'all said fuck tree tops last time y'all left. No, we didn't. No, from my my generation, oh, niggas we was listening to. Oh yeah, the generation up under us. That's what they said. Yeah, okay. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your generation was fruit trees. Yeah. Generation after that, fuck them. They taught us, fuck them. That's all we knew. So when I be talking to certain old homies and they be looking at us and getting mad and shit, like, why y'all don't just get in what we saying? Be like, no, nigga. We was already taught, fuck these niggas. And y'all was taught, y'all, they was your homies. But not knowing the niggas y'all taught after that didn't teach us the shit that y'all taught them. Let me let me put it let me put it in this perspective. Let me let me give you that different perspective, right? Every generation has their own war. Exactly. There's veterans from each one of those wars. Exactly. Your war, Korean War, was not the Vietnam War. Exactly. Vietnam. It was all different war. It wasn't yeah. Afghanistan war. It wasn't Afghanistan <laughs> war. But you have individuals that was in that war got a different bond mm-hmm. than the individuals that was in the Vietnam War. Why each body, each person war is more dramatic than theirs. Mm-hmm. The reason being is because I lived it, I survived it. You know, I heard shots ringing past my ear. You know, mm-hmm. I got a purple heart for war and it never left the city. Right? Mm-hmm. I'd have been in the trenches with homies and. You know, homies getting shot at it. You know, homies dying. And like every generation have their, their you know, their close partners that they, you know, that they lost in that, that war. Lost in that war. Yeah. You know, and collateral damage and other stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, your your connection to uh, your homies. You know what I mean? When I say your homies, my generation, your generation. Yeah. Um, and that that particular war is entirely different than than ours. Exactly. You know, but I'm saying this, and I said this to um, you know a few other little, you're not little homies, but a few other young homies, is that I'm not gonna, you know, say you know what's right or what's wrong. You live your experience. Your experience have uh, has basically uh, shaped your character. Exactly. If you had not gone through those experiences you were going through, you wouldn't have the mindset that you have now. Now, with that being said, um, you have the fortitude, the stick of the fortitude, to think outside the box, and that's why you're doing what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the more you know, the more you grow, right? And, and so, you know, it's, it's cool to... You know, kind of think about that, you know, and think about, you know, um, where you come from and all that. But, you know, moving forward, you got to move forward. Yeah, but I don't know. I understand moving forward, but I be trying to, like, just tell my young niggas under me. Because, you know, I have young niggas under me. Yeah. That look up to me. Yeah, for sure. Because they, they see that I was a real homie that really did this fruit town power shit the way it was supposed to be done. And, uh. I should be trying to lead them niggas the right way, you know what I'm saying? Because I just want to tell them, like, you know, because a lot of people just, they want to really bang just for, like, uh, just for famous. Uh, commercial reasons. Exactly, yeah, for commercial reasons. And I'm yeah. telling them, it, it's not a commercial thing. You can really die in this motherfucker. Yeah. I tell them, my little homie Tussle, the one that I told you I went to prison for, he wasn't, he didn't die for commercial reasons, but he just got put on. And I told him, you can get murdered if you just got put on three months ago. Niggas can catch you in the hood and murder your ass, and you'll be fucking dead. So really think about that when you think about joining the hood. Don't think about, oh, you just joining the gang, and 
you good, you finna be at the parties, fucking bitches and shit, just telling you from Pyro. Okay, that's cool. For that part, yeah. When enemies catch you, you're just gonna be a dead motherfucker from the hood. Now we gotta go ride for you. Yeah. Because they didn't kill one of the homies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, so it's all about, um, you know, security too, right? Yeah. Um, no, and, and really, what, what, okay. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you about security. Security is this right here. I'm not gonna go no place where I'm not supposed to go because I'm gonna put myself in a position to be vulnerable. Yeah. And if I put myself in a position to be vulnerable, and something happened to me, then I'm making a lot of other people vulnerable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in order for me to maintain security for me and my people, I need to be more mindful of my own actions. And what I'm doing because I know the consequences of what can happen if I'm not careful and, and, and put myself in a position where somebody do something to me and then a lot of other people got to go do something to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, shit, the little homie, uh, he was murdered in the hood on Power Street. Uh, the little homie that got killed. Yeah. He was murdered on Power Street. He had only been from the hood for like a couple months. He was murdered on Power Street. And uh, they hit the other homie had a gun. He didn't fire back. Niggas killed him mm. on property. Unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Condolences out to his family and everything. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, my nigga Tussle, man. All the Rest time. in peace, man. Speaking of Tussle, I just heard about I just heard about trouble. Oh yeah, man. Rest in peace to trouble too, yeah. man. I already died over the uh some uh girlfriend's boyfriend killed the nigga or some shit. I don't man. know. I don't know what it was, but I, I just uh got introduced to some of his music, man. He was cold before oh, his he time. Oh, he was tight, man. Trouble was hard, man. Trouble was hard. Yeah, Doc Doom. <laughs> Trouble was extra hard, man, yeah. trust me. What do you think about Quicksun catching a, a murder case, man? What do you think about that? Um, it's very unfortunate that anybody have to go through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that I can, uh, you know, suggest to uh, Quick and, and his family is uh, stay prayed up, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and keep in constant communi- communication with the attorneys. Um, understand that you know, a murder case is one of the hardest cases to for the state to prove. Mm-hmm. So, just know that. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Now, ain't that ain't I don't like. That, I don't, what, I don't what like did to, you go to prison for? I don't like. To, I don't like to speak on people's cases. What did you go to prison for? Uh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say, did you go to prison for the same thing? Or what uh it? yeah, I went to prison. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. How? Yeah. And what was it like fighting that? Interesting thing. Uh, a guy named Lunatic from Athens Park. We had the same attorney, mm-hmm. and he come back in the uh, in the holding tank. He he went in before me. He said, "Uh, hey, whack, uh, you fighting the DP, man?" I said, "Hell no." Right? He said, "Yeah, man, you fighting the DP?" I said, "You a mother a lie?" He said, "No, I ain't." He said, "No, I ain't." He said, yeah, man, I'm just hurt for heard him. I said, "Shit." He said, "Man, you ever you ever smoke cigarettes before?" I'm like, "Nah." He said, here, try this one. <laughs> so uh, I started smoking this camel, man. And he said, man, uh, you know, Lunatic was always, his name was Lunatic. 
but he was always, uh, you know, uh, spiritual. So he said, man, if you ever believed in God, man, let's, let's get on our knees and pray, bro. I'm going to pray for you. And um, I got on my knees, and he prayed for me. And uh, when I went in there, you know, it was a bunch of confusion, but they brought all that shit down, broke all that shit down, and mm-hmm. started giving them to me, trying to hand me deals. Deal after deal after deal. I was supposed to take the deal. I didn't take the deal. Oh, so, so you did. That's why you got all that time. You oh, yeah, me, Don Juan. Um, you didn't take I, the deal. Tucci, G-Wan. Oh, Big Tucci. Stanker. My uncle was always telling me about Big Tucci. Yeah, Stanker. We all we all in the cell <laughs> together. We all in the cell together. And we all agreed that we all was going to take our deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only one that didn't take the deal. Why? Because they didn't have shit. Remember, I just told you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. why I was going to just say, what, what made you? Well, they didn't have they didn't shit. And that's why you just said well, that. Well, what, unbeknownst to me, uh, it was around about the time that they were switching the, the DAs and the judges with Torrance, DAs and judges. They did that again. Yeah, and so yeah. and so what happened, the Compton DAs and, and judges were trying to, trying to hurry up and clean their slate. Mm-hmm. So they was offering deals. You know what I mean? I'm thinking like, shit, they, they come down one more time, I'll take mm-hmm. Or, if, you know, they keep offering these deals. They ain't came all the way down this month. They come on down one more time. What they ain't they got come shit. down to? So they came on down to uh, 15 with half. Oh, cool. Yeah, about seven, maybe? Yeah, 15 with half. Give about seven years. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. But, you know, I'm, I'm cut from the era of you know, Beretta. Yeah. The TV show Beretta. Yeah, I never seen that. What, what was that? <clears throat> well, the TV show Beretta was a, a crime show, mm-hmm. right? And it was uh, this detective, he had a parrot. But in the beginning of, of the uh, the show, they had this song called, uh, I don't know, I forgot what it's called, but the song goes, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Don't do it. My daddy always told me that. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Don't do it, right? And so individuals from that from that particular era, we understood what we were getting into it, what everything that it entails, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so, whatever came with it, came with it. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Man, we gonna, ride, we gonna ride it out, whatever. That's crazy that I had a father that came from that time who told me the same thing. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. <laughs> if you can't spend your life in jail in prison, don't do that. Don't do nothing that'll get you to put, yeah. put you in jail to spend your if, life in prison. If you think about the, the consequences of what you're about to do and it makes you hyperventilate, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, bro. Okay, so what kept you on the right path? What kept you on the right path after prison? Not going, not wanting to go back to prison. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, hold on. Now, uh, so <clears throat> on a serious note, uh, when I was in there, I found my purpose in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My purpose in life was to help other people uh, get out the situation I was in, and also not to get in the situation I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. Just being uh, uh, helping other people, being of service to other people, uh, kept me out. You know what I mean. And then on top of that, um, you know all the things that I dreamed about while I was in there. 
that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I want to give myself an opportunity to do that. Exactly. I told. I'm gonna tell y'all a secret. Look, I told myself this was maybe um, when Mariah Carey came out with that. Um, what was that album that Jermaine Dupree did? Oh, uh, um, Emancipation of Mimi. Mm-hmm. I love that album. I yeah. she did her thing on that one, bro. I used to be in prison. I used to, I'm the only one that had a boombox CD player, Sony. Oh, you had the uh, uh, the big one, the old the school. Oh, a couple niggas that had yeah, that shit bagging yeah. the whole prison oh, down, bagging the whole building up. So I had one of those, right? And um, she used to sing me to sleep every night, right? And I told what myself, was it, touch my body, all that. <laughs> shoot, shoot. <laughs> but anyway, so um. Hey, you was singing a couple other niggas to sleep too. They was in there going oh, real. So I'm like, I mean, I don't, I don't like listening to R and B singers while I'm in prison. I like women singing to me, right? <clears throat> so um, what ended up happening? I tell myself, I said, man, when I get up out of here, because I will blow this popsicle stand. When I get up out of here, I'm gonna put myself in a position to meet Mariah Carey, and that's gonna be my wife. I said the same shit. I was in there. <laughs> I was in there. I said, man, I'm going to put myself in a position to meet every motherfucker I got on my wall that I'm looking at. Oh, yeah. I said, I'm going to meet Nicki Minaj. I'm going to meet Alicia Keys. I'm going to meet all these people. I, I, I actually, I've actually had two cars on my wall. Um, I had a, the, XJ, the XJL mm-hmm. Jaguar portfolio, and I had that... Um, that um, CLS 63 AMG. Uh, but I had a CLS 550 though. Yeah. Right? But those are two. That's her. She heard me talking about it. Exactly. Yeah, that, was, that was her. That was her. Yeah, that was her. She heard me yeah, he talking about it. She heard me talking about it. XJ 50s. XJL. He's speaking on me. But yeah, I have both of those cars on my wall. To show you how powerful, you know, the manifestation is. is. You know what I mean? Um, I used to get all these different um magazines, not magazines, but um these um retail uh car books from the different, you know, from Mercedes Benz, from Range Rover, from mm-hmm. you know, uh, BMW and so on and so forth. And um and I said, you know, I, I fell in love with those two cars, and I put them on my wall. Man, that is man, that's crazy. Cause uh, I ain't never, uh, I haven't got the cars that I put on my wall. Cause I didn't put no cars on my wall, <laughs> but I had some cars that I drew, that I had somebody draw and yeah. put them on my wall. So I haven't got new cars yet, cause they was Ferraris and shit. So I ain't got them cars yet. I have gotten a, a lot of the women that I've uh tried I was manif- manifesting while I was uh manifesting while I was in prison. You That's know what I'm saying? That's what's up. So I see you know, it's working, you know. All the time, all the time. And I seen the places that I saw while I was in prison that you know But I got a woman friends. now, so Mariah Carey, you know, I ain't tripping. And then plus that, that's Nick Cannon, baby mama, and I ain't trying to have no drama. I ain't trying to be in no rap battles with this nigga. Man. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, to 
Mariah, to Mariah step in the room, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Then you gotta, you know, reevaluate. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like women with kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I guess you got a standard. Dude. Okay, you no, no, that. because you know, you, it's always a baby daddy. Yeah, you, you don't know if the baby daddy want to fight you, you know, man. man. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I don't want to be no enemy with Nick. Nick got, you know, Nick got shit going on. Man, exactly. He, he yeah. got a half of LA on lock, if not all of LA. So, you know, exactly, exactly, man. That's crazy, man. So what you what you got going on uh, after this? What you what you got going on uh, with your uh, you know your your record label and your I mean your management group and uh, your artists and stuff? What you got? Um, so you know uh, right now look forward to. Uh, so right now we booking um Chaporia with some gigs. Um, we'll be having a date pretty soon on that. So we're looking at a tentative date for twenty six. Um, and uh, we about to do her video, her first video. Uh, with her uh, song Wind Up. And um, uh-huh. yeah, we got a few projects coming out of the R3L studio compilation album. And uh, Am I still gonna be on that, man? Cause it, well, I was supposed to be on that, man. I had like, yeah, I mean, of course, you know what I mean? I on there or something. I, I, I gotta I, get man. stone on there, man. Like I was just saying, man, come on down, come on down to the studio, man. I'm gonna hook you over, you know. Hey, you know, we day one, and we're just you know, nigga, I'm telling gang, nigga, you know what I'm saying, nigga, fruitless, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Hey, you know, I said, nigga, if y'all can get the fruit trees back together, then you know, that'd be what it is too, you know what I'm saying. But you know, other than that, I'm still fruitless until y'all get the fruit trees back together. Other than that, nigga, all the time. I hear you. You know, my my whole thing is this right here, and I I got a platform that I'm doing right now. My podcast is Life After Life. You know, um. And basically talking to a bunch of ex-lifers um, who, who are out doing their grown man shit, you know, giving back to the community and uh, in some type of way, shape, or form. And then necessarily have to have a, a life sentence, but actually done like many years. You could have done 15, 15, 15, 20 years, 20 you know what I mean? Yeah. I know people that done 30 years, they never had didn't have an L. life, yeah, you never had the years. But they got the years in. So, you know, and, and people from the feds, people from the state, it doesn't matter. It's a lot of individuals that um, then got out and they're really making a difference in the, in the community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I want to showcase that. The L just mean that uh, even after the years, we're going to re- reevaluate you to see if we can let you out after 30-something years or 40-something years. That's what the L is. Yeah. And then after that, they're going to just keep sending you back to parole like every five years. Well, well, you know... Um, Back in the days, life was basically seven years. Mm-hmm. It was seven years. But you had an indeterminate tail on that. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened and when they changed the law to determinate sentences in 78 or 79, I'm not for sure, but around it, they turned into determinate sentences where now it's, 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 it's kind of tricky because you have a, you have a, a, mid, a minimum, a mid, and a... In a, in a in a long-term date. Mm-hmm. So those minimum, those mids, and those long-term is when you can go to the board. So two years before your minimum, you go to the board. Mm-hmm. Two years before your mid, you can go to the board. And then, you know, so, subsequently so on and so forth. Um, so those people start getting out before the three strikers and the indeterminate sentence cats. Mm-hmm. The indeterminate sentence cats, the one that was the you got dudes that have been down 35 years on one to life. Mm-hmm. One, one year to life. I see now when I was in prison. Seven years of life. 
three years to life. You got mm-hmm. dudes that steal it because they literally have a been in there twenty five years or three years of life. It's an indeterminate sentence. Mm-hmm. They don't have no no determinate no type of determinate dates like uh, you know people who came after seventy eight to seventy nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, what I end up doing is um, I end up finding uh, a couple programs that. Uh, I'll put together that the board wanted. The board wanted people to get each one of these things. I found a couple of programs. I just incorporated everything that the board wanted, mm-hmm. taught all the lifers what it was, mm-hmm. and they all went to the board, and majority of them got out. Yeah, that's why I was praising you for <laughs> down this. I was praising you for giving everybody the key, man, to get out that motherfucker, man. That was real shit. <clears throat> yeah, I just... Uh, and people used to always ask me, he's like, man, you always over to education and going to law library. I said, I'm about to blow this popsicle stand. You know, y'all can, y'all can, you know. Y'all can play spades. Y'all can keep playing pinochle and chess and dominoes, whatever y'all, but I'm about to blow this popsicle stand. Believe that. He said, y'all ain't even going to trip out because I'm going to give y'all the code too. Y'all ain't even got to give me but I'm going to leave y'all. I'm going to give y'all a little You know, code. I, I, that, that program grew so rapidly. Mm-hmm. It went from 25 people to 200. We went from one classroom to having a whole, uh, having a whole, uh, the, the, the child. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say gymnasium. Oh, no. We started having different. You got different a child hall. That's bigger than the gym. Yeah, we started having different days. Mm-hmm. We started having, we got two more classrooms, different days. It was a 200 man waiting list. Oh, wow. It's still, the, 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 the program was so powerful that um, the uh, state just took it over. The prison took it over. Mm-hmm. It's called a long-term offender program now. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, you know, they taking credit for it. It's all good. I ain't mad. Yeah, they didn't give you no credit for this shit. I, I'm not tripping, bro. It's like the, the as people. As long as they got the people. Yeah, the, people the people that then got out from learning what they learned through, exactly. through, through, that, through that program uh, and how they living their lives right now, I ain't tripping. Man. All right, man. Well, that's it for today, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm your host, Stoner from the Town, and we are here with Big Whack from MBM Music. And that is it for today, Town Business Podcast. Y'all tap in on every Tuesday. We will be uploading and going live. So, everybody, that is it for today. Thanks for checking out Town Business with Jay Stone, a.k.a. Stoner from the Town. And this has been a Street TV Productions.